Racial Equity in the City, Experiences of People of Colour in London, a series recorded as part of a research project exploring the relationship between the built environment and racial equity through the eyes of community members in Newham and in Thamesmead. These conversations bring to light some of the lived experiences of communities of colour in London with the aim to encourage dialogue and action towards anti-racist city-making. Episode 3. Building Trust. It's really important that as we sit here this afternoon that we look not just about the past and what isn't right, you know, what can be improved, but also what can we do personally? How can we tap into resources? Are we willing to tap into resources? What kind of changes can be made to make things better right now, presently? How do we share with the residents when they say, what would you like? What do we do with that information? Joanne? It's hard. It's hard because to get involved in, in Peabody and access what they're doing in the area. And when they have their meetings and stuff, people complain. But when they say, come to this meeting, you don't see anybody of colour. Very few, one or two. Trust. I think it's because of trust. Years ago, they were promised so many different things. They were promised this, they were promised that. Things were taken away from them. So when they say, come on to this meeting and tell us your view, they don't go, they don't, they don't want to go. And then you think, why aren't there people of colour there? There's only like one person might turn up. We need to get, learn to get involved more. I mean, Deborah and I, we're quite involved. We go to all these meetings and stuff because I want to know more. I want to know more for my family. I want to know what's going on. Instead of complaining, I go. Yes, it's difficult at times when you go and hear the things, but I'm there, but there's nobody else. It's always us too. There's nobody else. And it's been gone for the last 20 years. I'm sorry. And it's advertised. And we manage to, either we apply, we call, but we reach. But then nobody else. And so, I just don't understand. Why? Suki, do you have uh, thoughts on why residents aren't getting involved? I didn't know about half of them. I genuinely didn't know. I think there's a lot of people stuck in a bubble. And it's branching out. I don't think it's advertised in the right way. And I think there needs to be more publicity. Because of the high ethnicity, there is maybe different language barriers and what it's actually advertising. Is it English? You know, English may not be the person's first language. Can they read and write? There's lots of different barriers that I think are not really being addressed or considered. But I also think it's a bit like voting. People just sometimes, are they bothered? You know, they complain when it happens, but they're not really active of doing stuff. How can we shift that? Personally, it's about getting involved and getting people to get involved. But how do we do that? For me, I think it needs to be maybe incentivized so people feel there's a reason to come to do something and do it with a, not just like you're buying people's time, but with promises being kept, trust being built and knowledge. We've talked a lot about what's missing, what could be here. Do we see Thamesmead as a place that people would want to come to, a place of destination that they would say, you know what? I'm going to get on a train or I'm going to get on a plane or I'm going to get on a bus and I'm going to come to Thamesmead. Is it a place of destination? People come to Thamesmead. There are tourists there. Have you not seen them? You're the Germans. 
Yeah, they come yeah, from the that Abbey park, Wood. from Abbey Wood, and you see them walking down the road. Yeah. They're on their bicycles. They're all around. They're the Germans that come a lot in the caravan park. Yeah, there's loads of them. I mean, I've lived in Plumstead all my life, Woolwich, and you would go out to clubs, and they'd say, "Where are you from?" And I'd say, "Woolwich," and they'd say, "Where's that?" They don't know Woolwich, and you have to start from Lewisham and bring it down before people actually know where Woolwich or Plumstead is. And that's just part of it. It's a new town, hasn't been here long. 69, isn't it? Yeah, but it's still new. I think that it will come in time. I mean, it's a nice place. No, I'm, I, I'm not disputing that at all. My family's here, my children are here. We've brought, I've brought them up here. But there's still a lot of things missing. Absolutely. Closing down. I'm mature, yeah? And I would like places to go and things to do. But you know what? The next generation, that's what we need. We need to concentrate on them. They're the up and coming. They're the future. So we need to start investing in them and for them. So how do you think you guys would feel about being consulted in the future if there was changes going on? Would people be willing to be involved in the changes that are going on? Because as some of you have said, some people you know, are willing to complain, but then when it's time to get involved, it's a different story. Yeah, and, that's a problem. Um, and I think that is one of the burdens that Thamesmead and, and other areas, it's not just Thamesmead, have to deal with is, you know, there's an issue, people complain, but then when it's time to fix the problem, they say, well, you know what, Ashley, we've spoken about this so many times and nothing's been done. And so I'm thinking, are there any quick wins that might make people feel that? What you're saying really rings down to to what um, Joanne said about trust. And I think they've gone to so many different meet-up forum rooms, police meets the people kind of forum rooms, all different kind of community forums, all different kinds of things going on. And you're told, okay, this will be done. This is the plan of action. This is the agenda. This is the time that we're planning to execute things. And things that are expected of the public do get executed because at the end of the day, we are held accountable for the things that we don't do as civilians. But then when it comes to the organisations, it's like, okay, we're doing what we can just hold on and we'll get back to you on that and it's a TBC there's no dates nobody comes down to come and tell us okay we're not going to be doing this project anymore you just kind of forget about it like either you or Suki had just said about the cross rail and forgetting about it and yeah we were told about that it's true but that was told that it was going to come in like 2015 it's 2021 like ultimately how are we supposed to know that it's genuinely still going on when there's so many other things that have been promised to us and we've gone through processes of and the outcomes still are pending. So how are we now thinking that we can trust bringing up new issues when the progress hasn't been made for the things that have already been promised for development? I think we're in a community where we're happy to moan amongst each other and talk to each other and make community online forums as much as we can. But then when it comes to complaining to the government, it seems like we're just being negative Nancys and they're more likely to hold it against us as individual households. And things like repairs and things do then get affected afterwards when you start talking about what goes on in your community, when you want to give a little bit more feedback on the survey when they call you and they expect you to just say no. They don't want to call you back. And it's just like, well, you're asking what can we do to fix it? I give you answers and you want to get off the phone. And it's just like, okay, which one is it? Thamesmead, I've always said it, it's a forgotten town. Been a forgotten town for, my daughter's what, 30 years and still it's a forgotten town. 
I was like, where do you live? Thames Mead. Oh, concrete jungle. <laughs> or the smelly town. <laughs> That's what I get told, yeah, by my friends. Because of the Christmas sewage. Engine. Yeah, you know, yeah, you know the, 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 the sewage in Erith. Nobody cares about it. We need to start caring about it. And people, like you said, at the top need to put the incentive there and show us that it's been done so we can maintain it because we don't have anything to maintain right now. It's just everyone's estates and houses. When you're talking about houses, I just want to throw this in really quickly. Do you think that structurally, the way the designs of Thamesmead affects how people look upon Thamesmead? If we think about it, if you see a broken down car, the likelihood is there's a possibly somebody's going to torch it. But if it's a, a brand new Mercedes, they'll probably admire it, maybe even take a selfie beside it. So I'm just wondering, is it that concept of it's not really good quality, don't need to spend a lot of money on it, don't need to invest in it? You know, that mentality kind of seeps into the residents as well and to the people that should be investing in the place. And people do come here to visit as tourists, but then we ourselves as residents don't even realize what they're coming to see. Thanks to Deborah for hosting the conversation and to Shanaz, Suki, Joshua, Jacolia, Greg and Joanne for generously sharing their stories and experiences. This project is funded by Arup with participatory research by Arup in collaboration with Decosm and Social Broadcasts. Racial Equity in the City, Experiences of People of Colour in London will be published soon on Arup. with tools and resources to prompt dialogue and action. In the next episode, you'll hear more from this group as they share their thoughts and experiences of living in Thamesmead.